0: Welcome to the fourth season of the Give, Receive, Improve podcast with Lisa Lam and Zawana Ali. In this season, we are focusing on the common attributes of successful leaders. And in this particular episode, we are focusing on one attribute called GRIT, G-R-I-T. And we essentially want to answer two key questions. The first is, what is GRIT and therefore, what does it look like? And secondly, how can we develop GRIT? So let's start. Grit. Whenever I hear the word grit, the person that comes to mind is this famous author around grit called Angela Duckworth. In her book, Grit, the Power of Passion and Perseverance, she talks about what is grit. And essentially, grit consists of three key areas. The first is it's about passion and sustained persistence over a long period of time. And secondly, it's a combination of three key attributes, resilience, ambition, and self-control. And all these three elements must be sustained over a certain period of time. And the third element of it is, regardless of how difficult it is, the person who has grit is not interested or is not concerned with rewards or recognition that comes along the way. So that is essentially how she has defined what is grit. Another key aspect of what she has defined is uh, something that I think we should all be mindful of. And it's the fact that talent on its own does not bring you success. So talent is just Mm -hmm. one step of the equation. In fact, talent plus effort gives you skill and skill with effort, you therefore get achievement. So I thought that was something interesting
1: for us to remember.
0: What about for you, Sal? How do you look at grit?
1: Hi, hey, Lisa, that was definitely a comprehensive definition of grit. I hear a lot of things. You mentioned about passion, sustained persistence, and then the three elements that basically build upon grit, which are resilience, ambition, and self-control. And in addition to that, you also talk about talent alone is just not enough. So talent plus efforts equal to skills, and skills plus effort would equal to achievement. Evidently, the conclusion that I made from the comprehensive definition is really great is about the long game. And talking about long game, I just want to share my personal experience when I went hiking many years ago. I left hiking and I tried to, to track whenever I have the time to do it. So a few years ago, I went to the Everest base camp. And I think this is the time when I really experienced great, based on your definition that you talked about just now, Lisa. Because I remember at one point of the journey, I had very tired legs. I really didn't think that I could have gone any further. So I really wanted to give up. But what kept me going was really... My mindset because I was thinking that, hey, I had spent so much time training for this. I'm not going to put it to waste. So I practically just pushed myself. And I know at that point in time, my mind practically took over everything and just pushing me to keep on going and continue walking. See, the thing was, I was just so tired and I kept on going one step after another even when I needed to take a lot more breaks than usual. So I think that's the element of sustained persistence. And what I can conclude from that experience is really, it's about my mindset. My mindset basically conquer the entire thing and make me continue to go on. See, the thing about hiking is it's really a long journey. It is more of a marathon than in the sprint. And there are many elements that basically can influence your journey on a daily basis because every day the situation is different, the weather condition may be different, the terrain and the heights are different. So you need to take all of these factors into consideration for you to have a very rewarding experience. So Lisa, to sum up what you have just said and... In relation to my own personal experience, I do believe that mindset plays an important role. And that's when I think I really experienced great because I never, ever, ever experienced something like that before. By that, I mean, I knew that my mind was practically taking over everything and I was just functioning based on (laughs) what my mind was telling me to do. And... So that was a really great experience, but I think that's, that's great from my standpoint. Considering my own personal experience, now I'm just thinking, Melissa, do you think we have a specific formula to develop great as a leadership attribute? What do you think? That's a great question, Sal. And in fact, that's a great example that you've given.
0: Now, personally, I, I don't think that <laughs> I would be able to do anything close to what you've done. I think the longest hike I've ever done is up um, this little mountain by, con- by comparison to Everest um, here yeah. in Adelaide called Mount Lofty. And essentially <laughs> all it is, is just three and a half kilometers uphill. That's it. And yeah. I remember the first time I did it, I thought I was going to die. I thought this is, <laughs> <it."> <laughs> West, I, this is the worst thing I've ever done. Um, and just like your example, I think, when you put it into practical uh, examples or how we can then relate it to leadership and management is like for you, the first thing you look at is at the top. You're looking at where you're going to go. And that right. I think Angela Duckworth's perspective is that's your ambition or what is your purpose? That's where you want to be. Mm. Yeah. And then you talk about mindset, which is exactly the second element. You must have the mindset that says that I can do it. You must have the mindset in, you know, what we consider as growth mindset. You must have a mindset that you want to learn, that you're not going to give up, that every step you take is a learning opportunity. And, you know, that's what it is. We're learning and growing along the way. And the third element that you talked about is, you know, taking that step, taking that step one step at a time, and that's working it out. And so I think you've actually summarized very nicely what is required for grit. And essentially, it's those three elements, right? Your mindset, you have to have the appropriate mindset. It could be a growth mindset or a learner's mindset. You need to have a purpose. You need to know why you're doing it. Why do you want to Mm. suffer, right? Or else (laughs) you're going to give up. The third part is you have to just do it or you have to work it out. And the way I look at grit is like a muscle. And in order for you to develop any muscle, you need to have some form of resistance right? No muscle is developed by sitting down doing absolutely nothing, right? Or no muscle will ever be developed if you just buy the weights or the dumbbell or the resistance band and just never touch it. You're never going to build any muscles like that. In the same way with grit, we only build things like this, unfortunately, through challenges and difficulties. And so the mindset that we need to have when we face any of these things is the fact that I'm going to learn I'm going to develop, I'm going to grow, I'm going to make mistakes, yeah, but those mistakes are not going to define who I am. But I'm going to look at mistakes or failures as something that I've learned not to do or something that I've learned that it doesn't work. You know, just like Thomas Edison, you know, there's this famous quote that says that, you know, he tried 10,000 different ways that did not work. And for him, he looked at it not as failures, but it's just 10,000 ways of not to do a light bulb or what didn't work in his, on his path of creating a light bulb. And so that mindset is very important. So the growth mindset is one. Having a purpose or having an ambition, having a goal, knowing your why, I would say is the second important element to keep you going. And the third is you just have to do it. And so as part of just doing it, you know, Nike's famous slogan, I think it's great, just do it. For most of us, we have to do it afraid. And I'm sure in your hiking example, you were afraid, you know, what if, you know, you can't go any further or what if you slip and fall or what if, you know, there's lots of these what ifs, right? And all this fear. And I think the important thing is to know that fear is there, but we just have to still do it. And if you apply into management sometimes, or actually most of the time, when we've come up with a certain strategy. The reality is strategies do not, or the results from strategies do not happen overnight. And so we need to have grit in order to persevere, in order to see it through, no matter how difficult it is, especially when certain strategies take, let's say, three to five years for it to materialize. In the short term, you might actually have lots of problems, right? Lots of failures, not achieving goals, and so on. But grit basically allows a leader to see through those challenges and to stay the course. What about for you, Sel? How do you think um,
1: people or leaders can develop grit? Staying the course definitely comes right front and center as far as grit is concerned. So how can we develop grit? From my point of view, I would still go back to the example that I gave you just now, my hiking experience. As a matter of fact, I take a lot of learnings from my hiking experience that I then apply in managing and leading teams. There are five key pointers that I've learned from my hiking experience. Number one is to always be prepared. The more prepared you are, the more rewarding your experience will be. For instance, for any hiking expedition, I would typically train five or six months prior to the date that I'm supposed to go. And this kind of training will include both cardio as well as strength training. And during this period, I would really condition myself. I would condition my mindset in terms of to stay disciplined, to follow all the routines, simply because the end goal is I want to have a very rewarding experience during my hiking journey. Key point number two is to have a very positive mindset. We talk about mindset all the time and we come repeating it and I think we always need to be reminded that our mindset is basically the best weapon for us to achieve whatever that we want to do. By having a positive mindset, we are we always have an open mind in terms of listening to new ideas, exploring new ways of doing things, making new friends. So there are many avenues and opportunities for us to grow. So by the same token, in my hiking journey, I always have a very positive mindset by visualizing that at the end of the day, daily, I would basically achieve my destination. And I would have learned a couple of new things during the way. And I made a couple of new friends during the journey. So these kind of things will keep you going and always like in the lookout for new things for you to learn. So that's how basically it will hurt in terms of keeping the momentum going and always having an open mind and a positive mindset. And key point number three is a little bit attentive to the itinerary. Why is this important? This is very important to keep the momentum going. See, the thing is an 11-day trip to the everest Base camp, for instance, is very important for you to understand what happened in day one, day two, day three, day four. And of course, each day you only focus on one day at a time, but it's very important to have the helicopter view of the entire experience and so that you know on the third day, there's something that you're going to look forward to. And then uh, at the the same time, by understanding what's going to happen today, you know exactly how the terrain is going to look like, how many kilometers you're going to cover, you know, where the pit stop points are, and so that you can plan your journey nicely and at the same time you can enjoy the flora and fauna as well as making sure that you practically mark the photo stop vantage point which is also very very important. So by focusing on the itinerary you can plan better and you can enjoy your daily experience better because you will be prepared in terms of knowing what will happen on that very day itself. Key point number four is really about enjoying the experience, working it, doing it on that day of the journey itself. Assuming that you have done all the three key pointers that I talked about just now in terms of preparation, in terms of having a positive mindset and being attentive to the itinerary, so you're going to enjoy the Point number four, much easier because all you need to do is be present, walk it, enjoy it, and make the best out of what will happen on that very day itself. So be present is very important. Mind, body, and soul at the same place, so that you can internalize, immerse the experience, and take as much learning as what you possibly can. Point number five is really about doing it at your own pace. I find this very important because each and every one of us is different. We function differently and we have our own time zone. So it's very important to keep it at our own pace. Having said that, let me just share with you my experience as far as hiking is concerned. The thing about hiking is there are many types of hikers. As an example, I would highlight two types of hikers. Number one. What I call the pig chasers. The pig chasers are individuals who like to go very fast. They want to be the first to arrive at the pig, so they chase the pig. And this group of hikers, typically they are very fast. They are really fast movers. They have very, they have great stamina and they are kind of impatient, not wanting to wait for people too much. So they would basically be very focused and just want to just go and arrive at the pig as soon as they can. The second group that I want to talk about is the three reflectors. And the three reflectors, they like to reflect. So they use the time to reflect on a lot of incidents or situations in their mind. At the same time, they're enjoying the flora and fauna at their own pace. They're taking photos at their own pace. So they don't really care about arriving at the peak yeah. at a certain speed. They just want to make sure that they will arrive at the peak at some point. But the more important thing is really the journey, smelling the roses and taking those all in. So these are really the opposite of the peak chasers. So if you are a leader, imagine that you have five peak chasers and five tray reflectors. It it could be a real hassle to basically manage a, a group with two very different objectives and different methods to get to the objective. Talking about pig Chasers and Trail Reflectors, I must say that I did experience some variation of this during my trip to Machu Picchu. Uh, I went to Machu Picchu with nine other friends and we have a fair representation of both pig Chasers and Trail Reflectors. See, the thing is, what we did well then was we recognized the differences, we appreciated the differences And we knew for a fact that we shared the same goal, which is to have a great time hiking Machu Picchu. So with this in mind, we were very proactive in terms of applying some key intervention to make sure that everyone could be at the same pace and could enjoy dinner every day at the same time as scheduled. So the key message that I'm trying to say here is regardless of the variations and the differences that we had among team members, for instance, there's always ways to manage that as long as we recognize the differences, accept the differences, agree to disagree in some situation and recognize the same purpose and goals that we have in mind and proactively work towards achieving those objectives. So, these are some of the examples that you definitely can apply in, in leading and managing teams. See, the thing is, we need to be conscious and recognize all these differences. Once we are able to empathize with that scenario, we then would know how to practically place ourselves in association with the groups that we are in. And I think this is a great leadership skill that people can learn. So Lisa, those are my five key pointers from my hacking experience that I've applied and replicated to some scenarios in managing and leading teams. With that, I can probably say that there's potentially no specific formula in developing grid. This may be the best way to do it by living and experiencing it as it happens.
0: Oh yeah. Absolutely, Sal. I mean, that's how we learn any skill, is we need to basically put it into practice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree with you about living it and learning it as we go along, which is applicable to other skills as well. But I just want to highlight one point. Maybe grade is a little bit different because in some other scenarios, we maybe can read something in the manual textbook and then go back and apply it. And then slowly we improve and learn from there. But I think in the context of great, it's slightly different because in the example that I mentioned to you just now, my hiking trip to the Everest base camp. See, the thing is, I really experienced it. And I knew that at that point in time, my mind practically took over everything. And and it basically pushed me to go on. So it took over the entire system, so to speak, as far as that experience was concerned. So from my personal experience, I think that that was great. In relation to this, where would we place that as far as leadership is concerned? Could it be during crisis time, you reckon? Most of the time, you'll probably see certain attributes come out during crisis.
0: And one of them, I would think, would be grit. And I think some Mm. people can also describe grit as mental toughness. Oh. Someone who is mentally tough, you That's know, and an what you're, one. and what you're actually defining is exactly that. Because someone who has grit obviously has to be tough mentally, and that comes from your mindset. Part of mental toughness is about knowing that you're not going to give up, knowing that you have to keep on keeping on even when it's tough, knowing that there will be opposition and resistance. And you're just Mm -hmm. facing it as it comes along and you're dealing with it as it comes along. And that mindset of not giving up or that mindset of not looking at failures as you are the failure, but it's just a learning process will help you with your mental toughness. And part of developing mental toughness is about telling yourself you can do it. And part of it is looking back at past experiences where you have achieved and have overcome to get you going to the next step. And I'm sure for you as an example, you wouldn't have gone to Machu Picchu if you haven't done a smaller mountain or a smaller hike,
1: hmm.
0: right? You would yep. have used those smaller experiences to build up to that bigger one. And it's the same yes. thing for all of us when we build grit or mental toughness. We have to start small. No one suddenly develops big grit suddenly, right? And just like, you know, no one suddenly has a courage like heart overnight. It doesn't happen. It's something that develops over time. And so, I would say for someone young starting out, you develop it mm-hmm. along the way. You slowly build it up and you slowly become more resistant. You slowly become more persistent. And, you know, a, a good example of this is um, someone we both know. And for me, she is the epitome of, of what grit looks like. Whatever you give to her, she will put her heart and soul to it. She never gives up. She's totally committed to it. And, of course, along the way, she Uh, rolls her eyes at people when she disagrees (laughs) with them or you know and you can see it in her face but and I think you know who I'm talking about (laughs) Me is like the epitome of what grit looks like you can whatever you give to her she will get it done and you know it and you know that no matter the challenges she will somehow break through any barriers to get the job done so it's not a surprise that she obviously has a very successful career in that process now, one of the other things that you've mentioned as mm-hmm. that was very fascinating to me is the part about doing it at your own pace. Now, mm-hmm. especially in you know, our jobs, our careers, sometimes you want to get to the top as quickly as possible. You mm-hmm. know, like yeah. by the time I'm 30, I want to be the <laughs> CEO of the company. I mean, you can be if you started up that company, but in most cases, <laughs> it takes a little bit more time for you to develop experience to develop certain skills and part of that skill is about grit and for some people they've developed grit since they were young you know especially those who had difficult childhoods where they had to overcome lots of challenges by default they have developed grit at that age one of the things I think we have acknowledged in this new age is the culture where you know people just want to get success immediately right with Mm. as little effort as possible and unfortunately those sort of scenarios do not help you to develop grit or mental toughness because you get it too easily so some things I think in life you have to you can only appreciate when you actually have developed a certain level of toughness or a certain level of resilience and so just to summarize what you know we've kind of covered is the fact that to develop grit in many cases it's about Um, your mindset it's about that mental toughness and it's about going through challenges in a way that is persistent persevering committed determined but ultimately it's because you have a goal that you want to achieve you have a why and just like for you I'm sure you for every hike that you've been to you had a reason for doing it I'm sure it wasn't because you just enjoyed the pain of tired legs right (laughs) I'm sure it was it was more than that Um, whether it's an accomplishment that you wanted to do, but there was an ultimate why. There was a reason for it. You wanted to prove to yourself that you could do it or whatever the reason is. So for all of us, we also need to remember as part of developing grit, we need to know the why. We need to know why are we doing what we're doing so that we can keep on doing what we need to do. Is there anything else you want to summarize or want to cover that we haven't covered so far?
1: You should just do you. Do whatever you like to do what you want to achieve, what your dreams are, pursue it and do it at your own pace. I think that's the key message from that we have learned today and build the necessary skills that's required in order to be able to achieve your dreams.
0: I think there's basically three things that we basically covered that I think we can uh, use as good summary or takeaways. One, grit is a combination of resilience, ambition, and self-control. And therefore, it requires all three to do that. Second, if you look at grit like a muscle, you would train it like a muscle. And a great example that Self gave is around hiking. If you look at hiking as a practical example of how you live out grit, uh, I think that you can then translate that into the workplace in a sense that you need to plan for the trip. You need to obviously have the right mindset. You need to obviously have an itinerary so that you know the different milestones and checkpoints that goes along the journey of your growth and development. Obviously, you need to just do it, walk it out, and to enjoy that process with the people around you. And finally, you need to do it at your own pace. And in the workplace, it's the same thing. There are some people who work really fast and some people who obviously do not work as fast. But as an organization, we all have to work at a certain speed towards the same common goal. As always, we hope that you've learned at least one thing that you're able to apply. And please subscribe, follow and share this with your friends. Take care and remember, you're not alone in your struggles as a manager.